This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Join the league of families who are transforming family time into unforgettable Bitcoin learning experiences. With our Hoddle Up Bitcoin mining board game, you're not just playing. You're building bridges, creating memories, and unlocking the brilliance of the future one block at a time. The first thing I took away from that was I, I want to spend the rest of my life working around people who have that kind of drive. And from a homeschooling perspective, it, it leaves me with this thought of how do you teach your kids? How do you teach your kids to find purpose? Welcome everybody to Bitcoin Homeschoolers. Today, Tali and I are going to discuss a recent trip. We just returned, literally just returned from El Salvador from both the Unconference and Adopting Bitcoin Conference. And it was a pretty amazing trip. This is the overlap of Bitcoin and education, so we think this fits appropriately with Bitcoin homeschoolers, and we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of take it from the top and go from there. I will kick it off by saying this was an unexpected find for us, and shout out to Mark who had recommended six or eight months ago to put our name into the hat. It this turned out to be a wonderful event in terms of meeting people as well as learning things and. The, the thing that's on my mind is I had read a book, I had recently read a book, 10X is Better Than 2X by Dan Sullivan. And I bring that up because this was on my mind when we went down there. He talks about four freedoms, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationships, and freedom of purpose. And I have never been so motivated to be around people who have purpose. You're talking about 800 people coming together for a few days they are all highly motivated. They're all there because they want to be there. It is, no one's coercing them to be there. So I would, uh, that's where I would like to start. The example that stood out for me, and, and Tali has her own example, but for me, there was this thing called the unconference the day before adopting Bitcoin. So John Dennehy from Meet Premier Bitcoin decided that this would be an opportunity to bring educators together. You're not soliciting for fundraising. You're not, you're not trying to sell anything. This is literally a day for people to come together and walk around if you want with no shoes and just, just connect. And it was, uh, it was a really nice day, I have to say. And I had the opportunity of presenting with two gentlemen that I think is a an amazing match. So on one hand, you have Adam Neely from Me Premier Bitcoin, who's the operations manager doing amazing things with Me Premier. And you have Gabe Lord from Operation Bitcoin, who is bringing who is bringing Bitcoin education. He's doing a lot more than that, but at a minimum he's bringing Bitcoin education to active duty, military, as well as veterans. And together, the three of us presented what this looked like or will look like. So the two pieces of that, just for context, are Me Premier has geographic nodes. They're in at least 18 countries now. And this represents a theme node, a thematic node, because we're, we're going after a group of people who are not tied down to a region. So the veterans are going to be their first thematic node. And Gabe is basically going to use, is going to adopt the material from Meet Premier Bitcoin for veterans. 
and he just started a nonprofit. It's 501c3. They just announced this week they are being sponsored by Swan, and I'm sure that's just the first of, of many. And this struck heart with people who are more than just veterans. Turned out there are a lot of veterans there, but man, talk about people who have purpose. So the first thing I took away from that was I, I want to spend the rest of my life working around people who have that kind of drive. And from a homeschooling perspective, it, it leaves me with this thought of how do you teach your kids to find purpose? And with a lot of depressing things in the news today, it's easy for, I would see this generation becoming very nihilistic. So the, the schooling side, the parenting side of this is, is also how do you not only do that for yourself, but how do you teach that to, to others? So I was inspired for those things. We'll put links in the, in the notes, but I, I was just blown away by the energy of these people. And I was really inspired by it. Tali, maybe you could talk to the woman's side of this. In terms of teaching your kids about a purpose-driven life or a mission-driven life, I think something that we need to nuance here is while we can become very or feel very enthusiastic about a cause, we should be careful to not assume that we should be the one to give the cause to the to our children. So I want to reference someone that I met at the conference. Her name is Mercedes. She works uh, with Mayan women. She's part of the Yucatan Project in Mexico. And she said something that I think is very, very profound, which is she said a lot of Bitcoiners show up in, an, in a location and and start talking about Bitcoin as if history started the moment they landed. But she wanted to remind people that history started long before we landed there or we took notice there. They People have their, their own customs. They have their own history. They have their own needs and wants and desires. So as Bitcoiners, even though we are very, very enthusiastic about Bitcoin adoption and we can see the benefit of Bitcoin adoption in local communities, especially ones that are disadvantaged, we we forget that that it should be a part of their life, not they should be part of the Bitcoin adoption movement. So the nuance bringing it into homeschooling and also especially parenting is we there's there's a notion that when children are born, they're born as a, a blank slate and it's the parents who are making marks on it and then the environment's going forward, you know, the the nurture versus nature type thing. We need to be very, very aware that children inherently are born with their own preferences, their own special perspective on life, their own interpretation of circumstances. And so the key to helping our kids find their mission is to allow them to develop the mission themselves and the satisfaction for them is themselves going after a dream that they they have set instead of us going oh i want to raise mission driven children and therefore i'm going to just show them all these missions that that are are worthy and good and things that they should look into or per, or pursue does that make sense i want to reference something else that i 
<clears throat> was listening to on our way to El Salvador on the plane. I was listening to a talk given by a psychoanalyst. His name is uh, Elliot Connie, and he was talking about the importance of affecting change in his clients through really well positioned questions rather than giving solutions to, to his clients. So an, an example he gave was he was invited to to meet with the most difficult patient in a rehab facility. And the there were five or six doctors on one side of the room observing the session through a one-way glass. And he sat down with, a, with his client and he said, what do you want to get out of this session? And the client looked at him and said, what do you mean? And the doctor repeated himself, what, what is it that you want? And the patient said, well, nobody has ever asked me that. Well, going forward, he through, through asking what the patient wanted and how he wanted to see him, his, his life in 10 years going forward, he found out the reason why he went into substance abuse in the first place. And 14 months later, he gets a letter from the patient Oh, actually, let me let me rephrase that. Okay, so he he asked the patient where he saw himself ten years from now, and the patient said, "Well, I would like to be a mechanic." And then he asked, "Well, why do you want to be a mechanic?" Well, because when he was little, he used to every Saturday work on cars with his dad until his dad passed away when he was ten years old, and so in his mind, he always saw himself as a mechanic, but through his grief losing his father, he started substance abusing substance. So in his vision of himself 10 years from now as a mechanic, he decided himself, I should quit drugs. And then 14 later, 14 months later, Dr. Connie received a letter from this man and said, I have been clean since the day you spoke to me because he decided that he should get clean, not the doctors that were on the other side of the one-way mirror telling him he has a drug problem and this is how he should sober up. So as as parents, keeping that in mind would be really helpful as we are nurturing our children, understanding that when we ask really good questions, we bring out the desires that they express and therefore they will follow and then therefore they will become mission driven people. Great. All right. Thanks for, for that. I, I will, I will, I will tell you, um, yeah, I wish you should record you laughing like that. The, the, the thing about this, this, this folks is when you talk to Adam, you talk to Gabe on the veteran stuff or the me premier stuff, or you go and talk to Mercedes and, and listen to what she's doing with these, these disadvantaged women it's amazing. Like her energy, when you are in her presence, it is amazing. You can feel the difference when you talk to someone who has that kind of purpose. And it's, it's, I've never felt so fulfilled as being around so many uh, great people. So working that into your, your parenting, your, your, your parenting, whatever, whatever you want to call it, your scope of things that you want to get across your kids, pretty critical. Let's go on to, to the next side. We have about just, we have like three or four different uh, highlights here from the, the conference. Not everybody's going to be able to go to these. We, we get it. But again, this isn't a, a conference that's focused on education. One, uh, one of the speakers, or actually it was two of the speakers, were Deanna and Joel from Lyceum Tutoring. They specifically only work with Bitcoiners 
And they basically are we're saying the same things that we've been saying on this podcast about separation of education of education and state and self-custodying education. They focus on curriculum for homeschooling and they go deep on that. So we'll have a link to that. We got the opportunity not only to listen to them speak, but we got to hang out for them for a while to hear their backstory, why they are so passionate for this. But again, the energy was there from a purpose standpoint. The overlap with homeschooling and Bitcoiners is it, we're not the we're not the only ones talking about it. This is this isn't something like we came up with it. It's clear that other people are seeing it. They're living it. Tali, I don't know if you want to comment on the difference between a curriculum and parenting. I think in terms of homeschooling, in my mind, the the most important part of this entire journey, whether it's you're only in it for a couple of years or if you're in it for the entire 12 years of schooling, the number one priority is to get your relationship right with your kids. I think that is critical because if you get their relationship right, then you can teach them pretty much anything you want and they will be receptive to it. And with good intentions and even imperfect curriculum or imperfect academic studies, I think the kids will still turn out okay because education is a lifelong process. Your job is really just to instill the love of learning in them and show them how they can get information. I think I think that's that's basically priority number two. And so when when people start homeschooling and and the first question to ask is usually what about social skills, but then the second question is always what about curriculum? What should I use? And I continually tell people it doesn't matter, but. I know you guys don't want to hear that because you want something more concrete. I just think that the traditional the traditional idea of the traditional idea of kids going through different growth stages as portrayed in movies and sitcoms and things like that is always the kids will have the terrible twos. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be screaming no in your face and just expect that. And then when they go into the teenage years, shouting, slamming doors, disrespect, that kind of thing. And I just don't believe that 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 needs to be a reality for every single family. In our experience, we we didn't go through that. Our kids didn't go through that. It was something we we intentionally uh, worked on through our relationship with them. And even the other homeschooling families that we know it's just not something that we see or experience. So yes, yes, curriculum is important because there are different ways of teaching the same subject that would be effective for different kids. However, I emphasize again that it comes down to your relationship with your children and then everything else should fall into place. So what I would add the, the thing I would add, the thing I took away from this conference, so if, if we were just sitting down we, and you said, hey, how was the conference? Is there anything there for Bitcoin homeschoolers? You're not alone. There are a lot of resources out there, not just for homeschooling, but in this case, I think Deanna and Joel, they, they're, out, they're out there leading saying, we're here for you. We'll help you. So there are resources. I, I took it as as a good thing there we're not the we're not the only ones that are that are seeing this other people are doing that and that gives me hope that this this movement will continue to catch on and 
I think people should check their stuff out. If it helps you, great. If not, hey, at least know you're you're not alone. There's other materials out there. Okay, yes, I, I do agree with that. There are a lot of resources out there. And Deanna is very, very passionate, especially in the subject of writing. And so, yes, definitely check out her website. All right, let's go on to the next one. So the next, the next area I had was gamification. So I'm assuming most know this. If you don't, Talia and I were the founders of Free Market Kids, and we have games that help teach. And the most popular game is Huddle Up, teaching about Bitcoin. We had the opportunity to actually play for the first time at Adopting Bitcoin Conference, for the first time on Bitcoin Beach, and for the first time in the Me Premier Bitcoin house. Separate, separate events. They were all wonderful. So shout out to Jethro, to Roberto, to Quentin, to everybody we got to play with. It was, it was really great. However, the, the idea of gamification is not unique to us. And so just a few other shout outs there. So Harsh from Wiser presented, and he talked about gamification. Not quite for homeschooling. I'm not sure if it's for homeschooling or not, but he was talking about gamification you had Arnold and Emily from Block Hunters. This is a, a board game that they're they're creating, and they presented at the unconference. Had the opportunity to to meet them and and see what they were up to. That's pretty. That was pretty cool. And then uh, we also attended a, a a session by I hope I say it correctly, Yopaki, who has a game, and this is for people in Mexico. And I didn't know that. I don't. I am not familiar with this game, but evidently there's a game, Lotteria, that everybody knows about. And what they're doing is, this is like on the app, they're creating a game and they're using images that people are already familiar with. And so now you you make it easier for people to come to Bitcoin through an, something that looks and feels similar to what they already know. And I thought that was pretty appealing. And the other thing that's motivating me is, it's like wow! I love the I love that there's a lot of energy around gamification in so many different formats. We're coming at it from a tabletop standpoint. So are, are others like Arnold and, and and Emily. Some are coming at it from digital standpoint, like like Harsh and like uh, Yopaki. And I'm not sure really how much to go into this one, Tali. I don't know if you have anything on this one, but I just wanted to point out as a takeaway from adopting Bitcoin gamification continues to come up repeatedly and I, I personally am really glad for that I want to add the coin the coin thing that we we were playing with at the me premier house um, you can put a chain like a quarter in in this it, it looks like a candy machine you put a can I can I T tell them tell what it is, though. This isn't for games. This is just change to, me, to make change, but right? But to me, that's, a, that's part of gamification. Gamification is nothing more than making something interactive with some emotional reaction from someone, I feel. But they were putting that in. I think they had one in Berlin. Berlin, El Salvador, that is. And Ber and I believe they were talking about putting it at Bitcoin Beach. It, was, it wasn't me, meant to be just an education tool. It was meant to, to walk up. I have some change like physical coins, I want Bitcoin, I pop them in there and I can scan the screen and... Right, but you can do that, you can do that for demo purposes, of course, but to me, it's, I count that as part of gamification because if you 
go on and on and tell me what Bitcoin is, but I don't see how I can possibly use it in my life. Then I go to this machine and they say, what do you, what kind of change do you have in your pocket? Well, I have two quarters. Okay. Pop your two quarters in there because everybody can part with a quarter. It's okay. It's, it's a low risk, right? And then you immediately scan this code. It goes into your wallet. And if you're somewhere where you can then go and buy something, like for example, if you're at Bitcoin Beach, we were, and wherever you happen to be, you can turn around and use the coins that you just deposited and go buy a can of soda. And they, they can then see through their own interaction that Bitcoin can be a medium of exchange. And to me, that's gamification. So what is that called? They, we took a picture of it. I, I don't even recall now. I have to go back through the photos. Maybe we'll, we can put it in the notes. So Okay, so there's yeah. different forms of gamification. So our game is Harob. It's, it's a formal uh, board game. It's a tabletop game, a traditional tabletop game. But then you have Wiser, which is basically a study. It's like a, it's, it's bite-sized reading material. They quiz you immediately with questions and then you get points. So that's gamification. And then you have the Loteria, which is like a randomized card drawing kind of thing. And then they get stats from that. So that's gamification. So I feel like gamification can just take many forms. And in my mind, this, this, this um, box, I was just looking it up. It just says beach wallet. I think it's, that. it's called mini something. I can't read really okay, it. Beach I'll wallet is, is their thing is their advertisement, but the tablet itself is made by mini something. Can We can just put we it in the show notes. We can put the show notes, yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, like whatever it takes, because people learn different ways. And so one person is going to be unwilling to play a tabletop game, but he's willing to put two quarters in the machine. Another person is willing to read, you know, three sentences about the definition of Bitcoin, but isn't willing to risk a quarter. I mean, you just, the more languages we speak through gamification, the better. Okay, so the the last thing on my list, this is going to be a pretty short episode. We can there, there's a lot of things to this conference, and we will if if they're out at the time that we post this, we'll put a link to the YouTube channel for adopting Bitcoin. I don't believe that our presentation on gaming is up yet. I looked today, I didn't see it, and I don't think Gabe's is up yet. But as at the very least, we can link to the adopting Bitcoin channel. And the last, the last point I had was to just talk about Meet Premier Bitcoin. So I already mentioned earlier that they, it was, it was John Dennehy from Meet Premier Bitcoin that set up the whole unconference the day ahead of the two days of adopting Bitcoin. He also presented at adopting Bitcoin and he put a map up and it's pretty astonishing what's going on. Two, two things there. One is within El Salvador, they're now working with the government to have Mi Premier curriculum and in all, I think he said 5,000, I forget the number now, of all the high schools in the, in the country. And so it's, I mean, that's where Bitcoin is already legal tender. So not a huge surprise there, but then he put up the map and it's 18 other countries so far they they're translating this they have people who are volunteering to help translate it into so many different languages and it's now all over the place and it's only going to continue to explode 
And so it's, again, they're not the only entity out there driving Bitcoin education. But if you haven't checked it out, they call it the diploma, what they have currently. They have more material coming, but it's free. And it's like eight or 10 chapters, I forget now. And it's free and you can use it to teach anybody. It, they just basically, it's open source learning. And it's growing and growing and just, it's like on fire. And they're a 501c3, I believe. So, or whatever the El Salvador equivalent is for a, for a nonprofit. So uh, they're, they're materials that you can use at home. It's also inspiring to see that. We're, we're not going to see that in, in the U.S., uh, but if someone wanted to teach me Premier Bitcoin in the U.S., say in a co-op from a homeschooling standpoint, you can do that. It's ready to go. You could just take the Me Premier eight or 10 chapters and make it a, uh, a, like a little course. And they have, they have videos and they have exercises and you could take that and go into a co-op today and in your own area, start teaching about, they, they start off with the history of, of what is money and they quickly get to Bitcoin and then you can make it as practical as you want to with actually using, uh, sending some sats to each other on, on, uh, on some wallets. So that was the last thing on my list. Tali, any thoughts on me premiere from your perspective? Well, this is, this is something that Mercedes talked about. She said, she said that for the people she works with, even, even me premieres material is too technical for them to understand. And they, don't need to understand it at that level either. They just need to know how can I benefit from this. They don't want to know the technical background of it. They don't want to know what it is. They just want to know how can this help me. And so so take from it what you can use. And I want to relate it again back to homeschooling, which is even if you're following a curriculum, if there's something in there that you just don't think is necessary or you don't think applies, Take what you can out of it and just move on. So I don't know if that's really relevant in this conversation, but I, I think it is in a couple points. One, there are parts of it. So I, I remember talking to to Dahlia at Me Premier about, for example, UTXOs, and they had a chapter in there. And I don't. I'm like, why does someone who's just learning about Bitcoin need to know that? It's pretty technical. You don't actually need to to know that if you're on Bitcoin beach and your wallet doesn't work is, do you really need to understand that? However, you, you can do what you said. You could just say that these are the pieces I like, and I will use, they have a, a good introduction on what is money. I like that, but this UTXO section, I can, I can leave out, but they're also learning. They're, they're developing these materials and they're growing. And I, I don't know what I can share and not share. It's not like I have super secret information, but I do know that they are constantly refining their materials and they're taking feedback like that because she was already aware of that and already had plans for what they were going to do in the future. So as people try to use that and give them feedback or test it out, they're, they're going to update the material. And then this is the open source side of it, right? They'll say, okay, so they'll take that feedback, they make their, their changes and their updates. And now they share that with everybody in that, in that network I described. 
So there's the giving side, there's a, the giving side as well. The taking side would be, I'm going to take this curriculum and I'm going to go apply it at my co-op or I'm going to go apply it at home. I, ad- I adapt it the way I need to for my group. However, giving feedback to them on what you liked or didn't like or want to contribute, they're always looking for ways of doing it better. And I think they're just getting started. I don't know all the things they're planning on, but I think what we've seen so far is just the tip of the iceberg. So I think it's pretty exciting. I think the best part about the El Salvador trip this year, it's our first year going there. Going back to the what we said in the beginning of the podcast is the energy of the people who came. There were 800 mission-driven, passionate Bitcoiners who want to spread Bitcoin adoption. And they're doing it in all different ways based on their location and based on their expertise. And the most exciting part of this is you know this is a grassroots movement when 800 people show up talking about Bitcoin from all different angles, right? And and, and different parts of the world. Different parts mm-hmm. of the world. Every every different socioeconomic levels, different geographic areas, different functional areas. It was a very diverse group and the energy was awesome. And so. I told my kids that if nothing else, they should come to Adopting Bitcoin next year just to be around people who are driven by a mission because there's nowhere else. Even our kids who are in college right now, they don't they don't have that sense of purpose at all. I think ma- the majority of the college students are aimlessly going through pre-designated classes thinking they're going to just get to the other side of the education and they'll find the answer. And, and I want my kids there to see what inspiration looks like. And there were other people there with kids. There, especially at the on-conference, I know we had some kids. And I think the youngest presenter at Adopting Bitcoin was 13 or 14. There are certainly... I. I Listen, not everybody can afford to take the family on a trip to Central America. I, I, I get that. However, I agree with you. It's if you can take your kids somewhere and they can be around people who have purpose, that example will resonate and will, will shine like a light compared to everything else that they're surrounded with. So maybe you can't get to that conference, but maybe they can go to a meetup or maybe they can go to... I'm not even sure where. Um, well, I'm not I, talking about little kids because our kids are in college, and they will understand what's going on there. But if they're, if your kids are elementary school, I'm not sure that they would necess- necessarily be inspired by the energy we're describing. Well, they're going to pick up off of you, though, right? So you're setting an example as a as a parent, and you go there. You can't help but to get a- excited and animated in these conversations because it's just it's it's contagious. They're watching that. They're seeing that. And if, that's... that's if, they're not, if they're not looking at their phone and playing video games on the phone. Okay, fine. Fine. All right. But I, I listen, the, 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 I think the main point is, if I, if I heard you correctly, is this, this is very inspirational. It's, 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 it's uplifting to be around other people with, with a purpose. It makes you feel bullish, even though you have all kinds of crazy news with what the government's trying to do and other things. It fills you with hope. It energized me, and 
I it's contagious. It's it's good for well, you, here, good for he, your kids. Here's the thing about empowerment. If you think there's only one way to contribute, like sometimes if we go to just bid dev meetings, we feel like the only way to contribute is if you're a coder. But at this conference, it's very, very clear. You can be any background and contribute to this space. And and that's empowering for people who are not coders, I think. All right. Is that where you like to leave it? I don't have any other thoughts. I'd, I'd recommend people to check out the channel to, to see what the, the conference was about. We're going to have links to all the different references we had. I recommend you check those out as well. If there's any way you could attend someday, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I will, I will tell you, I think it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a worthwhile trip and, um, very, very grateful for the people we met down there and all the work they're doing. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, okay, good. We got that, that about sums it up. And by the way, so here we are, we're, <laughs> we're, we're talking about how energi ener energizing this plate, this thing is, and we're exhausted. <laughs> so we're, we're probably going to sound not so energetic in this, in this one, which is kind of ironic. Hey, well, I'm all I, energized. So I'm just, I'm comfortable. We're back in our own house, you know, it's good to be sleeping home. in our own bed. That's, that's nice. That's, uh, you know, that's good. The dogs forgave us for being gone. So, all right, everybody, we'll catch you next week. Take care and talk to you later. If you enjoyed this podcast and if you found this valuable, please leave a review to help others find us too. For those who prefer zapping sats, we love those too. We're on Fountain, we're on Noster, and we're on Orange Pill app. Also, I host a women's only Bitcoin podcast called Orange Hatter. And the mission of that podcast is to reach pre-coiner women. So if you know of someone in your life that you would like to introduce Bitcoin to, check it out. So Tali and I also don't have sponsors for this show. We are trying to build and run free market kids. You can check out our products at freemarketkids.com. This includes the Bitcoin mining game Hoddle Up, which is a great introduction to Bitcoin. The school edition of Huddle Up is always available. We also have the 2024 having edition. It's going to be super deluxe. Very excited to roll it out. It is available on pre-sale at a 21% discount. Until next time, happy hodling.